Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode in our 2021 football season wrap up on the Meyer. Another episode of Muck and Meyer is Keith Glock joined by Brandon Fury and Alex Benitez. Boys, how we doing? Doing good. Excited for uh, talk to Alex here. Get this episode out. I'm doing good too. Uh, thank you for having me. Excited, definitely excited, and uh, let's get going. I feel like we might have actually gotten like a little bit human at the end of, of the last time the three of us talked. So hopefully we could just keep that rolling. And Fury, could you sound any less excited when you say that you're excited, please? I would really appreciate that. Yeah, I'll try. Yes. I'll try. Try harder. God, get you a freaking stock in Red Bull. Um, <laughs> anyway, Alex, uh, you know, now, and I asked Brandon the same question um, the other day as we did the first episode of this you know, you've had a little bit of space now between the end of the football season and kind of where we sit now recording this. Um, your kind of just first blush recollections as you, you think about what the 2021 football season was for you personally. It was a freaking roller coaster. Just so many, you know, we were at the lowest of lows after week four and um, at that point we were kind of just like, all right, I think like we're, we're just playing for pride and then Mike and, and then here comes in Mike and takes us, just takes the team by storm. And, and then after Scotch Plains and even JFK, we were, I don't know. I've, I've said this to Brandon a couple of times, like we felt like we were on top of the world. Um, and that was definitely the highest of the highs. And then, uh, and then we, Took the loss to Cranford, which was a close one. And then the Northern Highlands game was just, we played our game and they just showed us up and we tried our best. But it was, it was definitely a roller coaster. And I mean, I, I'm happy it happened. I'm happy it was, it was with these group of guys and I couldn't ask for anything better. I think that I was such a, sorry to cut you off, Mr. Glock. That was such a, like a big point. Um, with Mike, because he, he really – I've never seen anyone just take over a locker room like he did. Because, Alex, you remember, like, you know, we were always cool with him, but he wasn't – it wasn't how he is now, like, with everybody loving him. Like, there was a lot of doubt with him. Um, and he really took it over by storm. So, I, I want to just say that after what you said. How? How does that happen? Well, I think it's just with his, his play and his confidence, like, um just when when we when we saw what he was made of it really for the guys that weren't always confident in him it really gave them that confidence and it also gave him just more comfort within the locker room to be himself and and build relationships with everybody once I think that once um after that Franklin game I think that like after Mike started I think that's when we really started as a team just getting really close and really bonding. And when we went on that, on that three, three game win streak, I think like that's when like we really, really came together as a team. And it was, I'm, I want to say it was thanks to Mike. I mean, he just, he just did great. Now, like you said, like those, those were a great three, those, they were, it felt so long and just every day just felt great. Those were, those were really great three weeks. I imagine that both of you have had to 
navigate this, but I, and this is not a shot at you, Brando, by any stretch of the imagination. I think Alex probably a little bit more just by the nature of the positions that you guys play. Um, it's like you've been the you know dominant players and like people would refer to, to both of you as like the best players, you know, probably coming up for a while now, you know, I mean, Alex, there was certainly a lot of hype around you coming in and playing, you know, as early as you did. And, you know, Brando, I, I just think your kind of sheer size and the fact that you, you know, have also played varsity for so long, you know, has, has had to, you know, forced you to deal with this, but um, how do you balance Alex being like a guy who is like a real impact player and, and a younger guy, you know, as you try to fit in with that, but somehow manage to like, not be a douche, you know? Cause like you, we've all been around like players who were like so good and, but then you're like, ah, but I hate that. Like, I don't even like that guy. You know, it's like, how did Schmelzer come in and do this? And like in a non douchey way, you know, navigate that. Cause that's not, that can't be easy. I, I think he's very humble and um, you know, it's, I mean, it's just some people, some people are just naturally humble. And I think that's what he is. You know, he doesn't carry himself. Like he's this, uh, like this big, like, like this big player that he is because he is, and he, he is going to be a big part of Montgomery football for the next two years. Um, but it's just, he has this humbleness to him that it's natural and, at first with us, he was very shy and he was very, very shy with us. And, you know, even as gradually as the, the year went on and the practices and the games and he got more comfortable with us, but it wasn't like he became like cocky or like anything. He, he, he just became himself and the Michael that like we needed. And it was. And, it was and if I can jump in, I, I saw. We, I think we can both agree, Alex, that we've seen guys at, that Glock described, but what makes Mike able to, to, in my opinion, play with that poise in those big moments, like against Cranford when we need a touchdown, um, or even against Scotch Plains, right? That I think because he's not cocky and doesn't give himself those expectations by being that, you know, that cocky player it allows him to be calm and not be like, well, I talked all that shit. Like I, everybody is expecting all this from me. Like, no, like he's just, it's just a, a focus that he has that a lot of guys that are that good don't have. There's a, have you guys both seen Remember the Titans? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, one of the classic lines in there when they're kind of going through, you know, things early in the season, um, where the two captains get face to face and, and, you know, they say attitude reflects leadership. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that is probably how Mike has, has been able to win over that locker room and win you guys over, because I don't think that, uh, that anybody would describe the two of you in any way, but, you know, the guys who are on the more humble side and, you know, pretty seemingly at every turn, which I've busted your balls makes you a crappy interview, both of you, because your, your humility is, is too good. And it's, it's boring. So I, I wish you guys would be a little less humble, but uh, I, I, I just feel in my heart, you know, that that's one of the major reasons why he navigated it that way, because he sees the two of you do it that way. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, 
I, I like to, to think that we set a pretty good example for a lot of the younger guys, um, which we can definitely be proud of. And, and even, you know, there's, there's always times where, um, where, where Mike would, would really be the leader. And obviously, you know, me and Alex were the leaders of the team, but when it was, when it, when it was game time and, and, and we're in that auto, like, Mike was the clear leader and him having that, like that humbleness and that, that poise and, and all that good stuff that we've, we've talked about allows me and Alex or definitely me. I don't want to speak for Alex to trust him to be the leader in those big moments. And for him being that young too, and being a sophomore and our offense being mostly junior and senior uh, dominated at, uh, besides with uh, Matt Devino. Um, I doubt like that comfortness that we gave him, I, at least I'm going to say that we gave him just that's when, like Brandon said, like he would shine in those moments. Like he was a leader and he would make sure our, like during, during the, in the huddles a bit between every snap of the ball that we were keeping our heads up and he was just positive and he was just like, leading us and it was it felt and good. I want to jump back in because when we came into high school we didn't it have was that. such it was such a like a pecking order and mm-hmm. obviously there are times where seniors deserve to go first and then juniors and then sophomores and then freshmen but when it's when you're on the field together we're all equal and that was something that that I'm really proud of and that that me and Alex kind of changed that part of the culture because I promised myself that when I was a freshman, I would not treat the freshmen and sophomores the way I saw the seniors treat the freshmen and sophomores. And I don't blame them because they had it worse than us when they were freshmen. But I promised myself that why would I ever tell anybody that they can't speak? Why would I ever tell anybody to, to go to the back because they're a sophomore? No, they're on this team too. They, they, they play just as much as me. So like, that was the, something that I'm, I'm really proud of that we were able to change. And I hope that sticks, that everyone has a voice and everyone's an equal member of the team. Because when, it, when, you're, when you don't, don't, don't give, as a captain, when you don't give younger guys and non-captains their voice, now it's, it's the captains and then everybody else instead of one team. And don't you, don't don't you feel like that's a, like a an insecurity issue though? Like <laughs> I feel like you guys are pretty secure with who the heck you are. Not to cut you off, Alex, but I mean, like I, I think you guys are two of the more confident young men that that I am around all the time. Yeah, you just, mean an insecurity for us or for for younger guys? And it, an insecurity for like the captain who won't let other people speak. Oh, I mean, yeah, def- it definitely could be. Um, but for you know, for whatever the reason. I, I knew that that we couldn't be like that. And that, that just shows like we've seen the turnaround of the program in the last couple of years. And I think that's a big part of it. It's more of a team versus these dictators. Another another thing I'm gonna add on, I just I remember my freshman year when uh I, when I started playing on varsity. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his name, but there was this one captain who was so like, like he believed in the idea of like seniority so much, and 
like whenever he got the chance to say something to me about like his, his seniority, like he said it and he was like, oh, you're a freshman, like blah, blah, blah. Like in uh, like when we'd have uh, our Thursday dinners, like he'd always manage to like, th throw something in there about him being a senior and me being a freshman. And um, the only like, like if, if, if I didn't play varsity my freshman year, I would have probably hardly talked to any of those guys because with that team, it was so seniority based, like senior, junior, sophomore, freshman. And I remember, yeah, it was just a very divided team. There was no chemistry, nothing at all. And I just remember me and Brandon, like talking about this, like how, like he said that, like, we like, we don't want, that's the last thing we want to be like as seniors. And if we're cap and as captains, and if you were in that locker room every day this year, we were, a whole, we, we were one, like we would go over mess around with the freshmen, you know, like do this. And like, they always come over to us and talk to us. And like freshman year, like you never saw that never. Like the seniors would never come over to come over to us and like mess around with us. Or like, we wouldn't like, we were scared to go talk to them, but like, I, I, I also, do, I do believe with what Brandon said that I think that we changed how it really, like how, how it should be in that locker room and how it, like the team should be in total. I, I hope that you all are recognizing the fact that like, this is, you all over the last five minutes described why it's so easy to like you guys and this particular team. And it's always, obviously, you know, you guys played on teams where you didn't like your teammates you do something long enough at this level, there's teams that, you know, for me, whether it's football or basketball that I look back on certain years and I'm like, I didn't really like those guys, you know, like they just weren't, they weren't nice guys. So there's other team years where like, I'll just sit there and say, Oh man, I loved those guys, you know, for, for everything that they had. And, and I think this is why, and I, it's funny that you bring it up the way that you did. Cause I just got in this conversation the other day um, at home about how I, I despise the guy who's got to like tell you who he is. I, and, and we got into that conversation because I, I was like, I found out like something about someone and I was like, oh my God, I love that guy even more now. He never once told me that about himself. And I, I, I respect the crap out of that when like the big fish doesn't tell you that they're a big fish. Like I'll figure it out eventually. And it makes you just so much more likable. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm glad that, that that's something we were able to change. And, and hopefully, hopefully the younger guys could see that and appreciate that, especially like the juniors and sophomores that saw other senior classes. Uh, hopefully they can appreciate that too. And, and it's work, right? I mean, to, to be able to do this, like you got, you can't just like, you know, I guess maybe at some point down the line, the culture can be on autopilot like that. But I mean, that that culture gets set because you guys are walking over to a, a different lunch table and, you know, including guys. I mean, it's, it's a very an active, you know, color, culture creation, I guess. It was definitely like different because of COVID and stuff. Um, but like that stuff starts in the preseason, like in August and like being close, like making the bonds and making sure that everyone like is one and we're a family and we're a brotherhood. And, um, but yeah, uh, again, I'm going to echo what Brandon said. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to change what, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like, like change the ways, I guess, of how 
it used to be and I don't know but and and I also want to add on that it doesn't it, it can only be two guys too yeah. we like I have to give credit to all the other seniors that experienced the same senior class that we experienced and they could have done the same thing that that they experienced to the freshmen and we never once had to tell someone yeah don't mess with the freshmen like that like Never once, and and that's really a credit to those guys too. That that we all had the same mindset, and it's not. I've talked about it with him. It's not something I've talked about with everyone. So I I'm glad to know that everybody had the same experience, and then thoughts on the experience that just makes a good a good senior class. The I get into this conversation a couple of times a year with people, um, and I've never had to have it with you guys. I, I don't think. Um, and I think maybe the reason why I never have is because I, we only have to have this conversation as male role models within the school when the culture isn't right. And we want it, we want to kind of course correct, I guess, a little bit that like how much power you guys have. And I've been ascribing it to the two of you because you're sitting here, you know, on this, you know, zoom with me, but to your point, you know, I'm certain it was, you know, a, a group effort from, from your class, but when when you model that good behavior, and I don't know, I'm not only talking about in the locker room, I'm talking about like in the lunchroom, in the classroom, in the, you know, whatever people, young men look at you guys as like the, this is how I'm supposed to act in school or in the locker room, or, you know what I mean? And, and to, to just go out of your way to do some of those things, to set that right example is more powerful than any school assembly or any other crap that we could do. If like, one of you like grabs a kid by the back of the collar in the lunchroom and is like, that is not what we do here, buddy. Like how empowering is that for the whole rest of everybody? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I've learned, I learned that lesson uh, from some of my football coaches pretty early on that. And even my mom, to be honest too, that what, what I do, just my presence um, is going to be felt and, know that whether I like it or not, people are going to be watching all the time for whatever reason, whether they want to be like me or they want to maybe some teachers. It's a known fact that not all teachers like football players or athletes. Um, So I I know that sometimes there's a target on my back or even young, young guys just watching me. And I know that I have to be on my best behavior all the time uh, for those guys. I would imagine it's been a very similar experience for you, Alex, right? I mean, you've been pretty much a star player on every team you've ever played on in almost every sport. We can get to that in a minute. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, uh, definitely. But it definitely really like started in high school, you know, like um, and definitely as uh, as we became upperclassmen, um, the coaches would always like say, like, make like make sure like you I, I. I, I think I can speak for Brandon, um, like make sure like you two are like being like role models. Like for, for example, this year, it's like having your, having your mask over your nose, like something little like that, just simply doing that or like, I don't even know, like anything. And as you said, like we, uh, we have like that power and that impact on mostly the, the younger kids, the, the, the young kids on the football team. And it's, it's definitely nice to like, to like know that and like have that feeling, but uh, yeah. All right. So let's talk 
about your, you know, your athletic prowess here, because I, I have to, I'm, it's going to sound like I'm busting balls, but I am not busting balls. Okay. So I, I met, you were not there Benitez to give everybody else behind the, the curtain, listening to this a little perspective. I had a little meeting of the minds in my office with Brandon and a couple of the other guys, because I was like, I got to just know a little bit more about all of you as human beings so we can possibly do an entertaining show. And I don't know that I've ever seen another group of like alpha dudes just kind of be like, yeah, Benitez is on another level. Like every, like it wasn't even like a thing that anybody considered. They were just like, yeah, he's a freak. Like, I can't, I can't help you. And then, and, and it didn't need to go further than that. That was just kind of where it was like, it's gotta be kind of cool on some level to, to see the respect that you are accorded by your peers. And obviously it's just because you're a, a sick athlete. And for those of us who have not been sick athletes our whole life, like what, I, I don't know. Like I, I say those things to you and what, how do you feel? What's your reaction? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's funny. Cause like sometimes like we'll like pick something up and like something we've probably never done before. And like, I could do it. And then they're like, Oh, of course you could do it. Like not <laughs> there's some, there's something like that. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I try not to like, again, like this is my humble side speaking. Like I try not to draw a lot of attention to myself when it comes to like picking up new things, but yeah. I'll be his arrogant side. He can do everything and he's done it. Um, and he will continue to see it. I'm sure. So uh, that's a, as good a segue as any is leading me into saying you, I, I've been informed that you were going to play baseball this year. True. I Man, think... This is going to be the commitment. Put me on the spot. Oh no. Oh no. But I, I will not apologize for this, I, I by think... the way, whatsoever. <laughs> are you, or are you not playing baseball this spring? I think so. Okay. There we go. That was about as non-committal of a committal, a commitment we can get. <laughs> so, so I'm talking to Jenkins about it and He's like, oh, yeah, I was working out with him the other day. We didn't really throw, but, you know, we just hit. Kid hasn't picked up a freaking bat in four years, and he's hitting bombs. <laughs> so <laughs> so I started cracking up. Um, but, you know, for as great a football career as you had, uh, everybody was kind of like, no, we all pretty much thought baseball was really his sport back in the day. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, your baseball background. Uh, I started playing baseball in second grade before I started playing football. Um, those like, those football and baseball are like, like, like hand in hand. Like it was just, it's not football, it's baseball. If it's not baseball, it's football. Um, and I played all the way up until freshman year. And, and then I got introduced to high school football and how hard and how, how much it worked your body and all this stuff. And my mom would want me to play fall ball along with football and I it kind of it just burned me out because I after like a, an early practice I'd have to go down to Lavalette in the beach to play to go practice or play a game for my club team so I made the decision I was like I can't do this for the rest of my high school career so I just let it go and then I picked up track but you know now I'm, hey it's senior year why not you know I'll have fun it's worked out in the past for a couple of other uh, seniors who decided to just play another sport uh, 
and uh, had a, had a ton of success. Uh, you, the out the potential outfield of of you and Jenkins, I feel like uh, we might not have anybody try to hit the ball out of the infield because I don't really know that any. Like I feel like you guys could cover a little bit of ground out there. Yeah, uh, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited to see uh, if I play baseball. If I play baseball, right? Um, of course, of course. Um, to see where will Coach Miller will want to put me, and if it's in the outfield, I'll I'll love to go and dig dig out some 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 deep center balls and make diving catches and all that good stuff. Well, we've been uh, toying with the notion of trying to get out and do a, a baseball or a softball game uh, on the mire. Maybe this will be the the, the excuse. This is yeah, the CTV. excuse we need. <laughs> no doubt. So, uh, guys, I, I feel like we're kind of at our time limit of where we wanted to be uh, for this episode. I said it to Brando the other day before we we did our episode, and I'll say it to you, Alex. You've been an, an absolute pleasure to to watch, um, not only this year but but throughout your career. I, I think in the decade and a half that I've been at Montgomery, um, you go on the wall with the other uh, probably two or three names of people that if you said to me best athlete you know you've you've seen walk through uh from front to back i i think it's probably uh jt tartikoff alex benitez jared ryanson and then probably the rest of the field um so i i'll thank you for for the last four years no oh, i'll th thank you for for what you've done for the last two years now uh, with the Meyer, well, for, for football, at least. I know you've been doing Meyer for a lot longer, but at least for football, and I appreciate, uh, you know, for, for you complimenting me, and thank you. Thank I, don't, you. I don't think it's far-fetched to say he is uh, one of the best in Montgomery football history, if not the best. Maybe it's a little biased, but I think he's definitely up there, and the numbers speak for themselves. What, what do you get, free Chick-fil-A out of this? Ever nope, nope. like that? No, nope. I'll, I'll say it's just just honesty. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Thank you very much. This has been episode two of our five-part 2021 Montgomery football season wrap-up podcast series, and it's been Brandon Fury and Alex Benitez. Boys, we'll see you in school. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.